Welcome to Rock That Relationship, a podcast about all things relationship with Corey and Tracy. Now let's get real and start creating relationships that rock. Welcome back to another episode of Rock That Relationship. As you know, we are in the season of talking about breakups. So much to talk about, but today we're going to really focus on closure. What is it? Why is it important to us to have closure? How do we feel when we don't get it? And what are some of the ways we actually try to go out there and get it? Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work. What are things that Tracy and I have done that have really helped? And maybe some things that we say, hey, we can save you a little bit of heartache. Maybe, maybe things that didn't work as well for us. So, um, and ultimately talking about forgiveness, forgiving ourselves, forgiving our exes, forgiving the entire situation. And then of course, you know, finding that main closure so we can move forward with our lives. So I'm going to turn it over to Tracy because I want to ask you this question. We talk about closure all the time because we, we often talk about this idea that in order to really truly move forward with ourselves and even, even more so with others is trying to find a sense of closure for our past. So what really is closure when it comes to relationships and why, why is it important to you? Well, I have to go back to something you said when you started off and you called it a season of breakups and I, or season of breakup, breakup season. What did you say? I just want to say if breakups are a season, it's the worst, it's the most depressing <laughs> season ever. Okay. And it I is the worst season. I know you're, you're hoping for the, the season to pass. Yes. As we all do. I, 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 yes. yes. I, mean, I could, yeah. Having been through, uh, you know, several breakups from one of my most recent breakup was a uh, quite a long season that felt like, um, it was like raining and snowing on me for a very long time. So it definitely has that, um, the metaphor of the season. So, um, yeah, the worst season, that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> the worst, season. the worst season. The worst season ever. All right. It's no good. It, okay, it, closure. What is closure? I actually looked it up and then I got sidetracked by something else. Um, for me, it's, I guess it really means, it's, again, it means different things to different people, right? And some people don't really even need closure. And I was watching some hilarious TikTok videos on different, um, what do you call it, horoscopes, you know, and how they deal with like relationships and breakups. And it was, pretty funny and also disturbing because as a Virgo, like yourself, I like to process and process and organize my thoughts and get closure. Closure to me is really hashing it all out, like talking it out and knowing why it happened. If there's any way to rectify it, you know, um, I think it's being closure is being able to walk away at peace. I mean, you know, I do mediation for family, like stuff like divorce and child custody and all that. And I always say, you're never going to get a hundred percent of what you want, right? Like everybody's not going to walk away. Like, woo, that was awesome. I'm so glad we're getting divorced and we've worked out this great deal, <laughs> but you're going to walk away with at least, Hey, I participate in the process and I got some answers or I got something of what I wanted or I felt heard, um, you know, I felt seen and, and the things that were important to me, I got to, to, you know, talk about. And that for me, that's, that is closure to me to, to understand why something happened and to know, could something be done differently? Is there a possibility, you know, to fix this? 
you know, right yeah. the ship before it sinks. Well, and I like your, your tie back to horoscopes, you know, with you and I both being Virgos, it's really funny. You know, people who spend any time with us, even 30 seconds, get caught up in our Virgo spiraling of, you know, overthinking and overprocessing. And and while I, I think that we can go down some rabbit holes, it's also a real comforting way to try to figure out closure is just talking and talking and talking and talking to try to figure out what those answers are. Just like you, um, <clears throat> I don't want to leave any stone left unturned. I want all the answers to all my questions and feel like everything is finished. Like there's no lingering feelings. There's no lingering thoughts. And, and mm-hmm. frankly, that is, that's almost impossible at the beginning of stages of a breakup, right? Like all of a sudden you're going to have boom. It's like two days later. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Now I have closure. I have the answers that I need and I'm going to move forward. Even if I was the one who did the breaking up, it, it still lingers. Um, but I think for me, getting those, getting some answers and getting my, getting my feelings validated, like, okay, yeah, I did feel unhappy and maybe breaking up was the right thing to do. And I feel kind of validated in knowing that I have closure on that emotional part of my decision-making. And I know you talk about a lot from the context of sort of being broken up with and how that feels. And sometimes it's the other way around, right? Where you break up with someone, but you still need closure because you initiated it. I think the reason I talk about that, you know, being broken up with, which has been less than me doing the breaking up, like, um, Mm -hmm it's because I haven't gotten closure and that is just very traumatic for me. And it is a matter of you spend your time with someone, you invest your energy and your love into them. You put love into another person, you know, you have, you're getting love from them and then suddenly it's done and over and you don't know why. I mean, I honestly, there's nothing else that perplexes me more on this planet than that. It's like, I get it that people are mean or angry or they're murderers or whatever. Like I can understand why those things happen. But to me, I don't understand how you can love someone and then not want to participate in that process of closure. And I, and I guess I also don't understand how processing of emotions is exhausting to other people. To me, it's not exhausting, you know, like it's, I'm not saying I get off on it or it's energizing, but it's, it's so key to understanding myself, to understanding how I participate in a relationship and to understand like what kind of person was I with, you know? And I just, I don't know. I, I, I have to do it. I need to do it. And when I haven't been able to do it, which has been extremely rare, um, it's, it's really hurtful. It just hurts. It hurts the person who is left with, with not understanding what happened. Right. Well, and think about you're talking about too, is being left without closure. You know, think about all the times that we may have been in relationships or other people who are listening have been in relationships where they've ended things and haven't um, participated in a closure process with the person that they were with for whatever reason, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't safe to do that emotionally or physically, or maybe they just wanted out so badly, or it was so obvious as to the reason that there was the breakup. But um, thinking about what is our commitment to participating in the process of breaking up with someone who we clearly loved, clearly spent time with. So unless there's an extenuating circumstance of, you know, danger or threat or something like that, why do we run? We cut and run. And then if we do provide closure or we do get closure, it's sometimes something like, 
well, it's not you, it's me, or, you know, I just wasn't happy. And they're very kind of broad statements that aren't really closure. It's really just like, here's something, take this kernel of something and run with it. And then you're left thinking, it's not you, it's me. Okay, well, what is it about you then that that is not working between us? It doesn't, it doesn't really provide closure. And, and for me and you, and I know we talk about it needing this specificity. I want to know exactly what it is. Is it an incident? Is it something in my personality? Is it something about the circumstances? What isn't working right now that makes you want to leave this relationship and not continue to work on it? Well, and being external processors as we are, it, the more you talk, the more you're going to discover. I think that internal processors find that exhausting, right? They find they, they don't get it. It doesn't make sense to them. And for me and probably for you, it's that process. You talk and you talk and you talk and then you can at least feel good about being a participant. I, I feel like, I don't know. It's, does a breaker ever need closure? Maybe they don't. Right. I don't know. I mean, you I've know? been, I've been the breaker upper before and I felt like I needed some closure. I, you know, I, I have talked about it before, but I've had an, a, an, you know, an ex that I broke up with. I had to do it over the phone because of distance, but you know, she came out two weeks later and we did the processing, even though I broke up with her, we talked through our relationship, figured out where to, how to move forward. And that was really good closure for me, even though I was the breaker upper. Um, mm-hmm. but you can't always, you can't always do that. And as you and I needing to externally process, as we continue to talk about introvert and extrovert, uh, on this, you know, on our show here is really this idea that, um, some people don't want to process like that. And so if you're, mm-hmm. you are the breaker upper and your ex is like, I want to process, I want to process, I want to process. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, please just go away. I don't want to talk to you about this anymore. You may, you know, consider, is there a way to, to help give them some information without necessarily compromising your introversion? Or, you know, the bigger question is, is it the responsibility of that person, the breaker up or, or vice versa to actually provide the closure? I mean, this is part of what I spent a lot of time in therapy about. Closure is not necessarily has to be given by the other person. Closure is something you seek within yourself. So, so what do you think? Do you try to talk to an ex to, to get closure or can you get closure without talking to them? And that's a really good question. I don't know. That's why I'm such a good podcast host. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're a good professor. You should ask that question and do a worldwide survey on it. Um, the thing is, I don't know. I, again, it's so, I think just, the horoscope, like if you listen about people's different horoscopes, it's very interesting. I mean, I feel like those really line up based on what I've seen in the world. Like they are really true to life a lot of times. Of course, they're not a hundred percent and they're general, but it's people do process things differently and, and also don't have that need for processing. You know what I mean? So it's really particular but if I'm going to do a manifest about you know ever if I ever decide I want to be in a relationship again which I I don't even know if I do at this point other than good friendships um I'm going to write in my manifest like I want to be with a processor I want this person to be able to process you know like it's so that is something I've found that is so important to me so for me that's a value that I have that hey give give this relationship friend dating whatever the courtesy the respect the what you know work it talk it through and I guess that's where I'm getting to be with friends as well like 
I don't want to have friends in my inner circle that aren't able to process. It's just, I'm getting, it's going to leave me very unsatisfied, you know? And, and yeah. I've been burned a couple of times and people keep saying, Oh, it's COVID COVID changed people. I don't know if that's true or if it's a product of aging or a product of, I meet a lot of people. Right. And then the ones that burn me the most or that I can't have anything to do with, you know, like close on a close level are the ones that I can't process because I'm just left with too many unanswered questions. And for somebody like me, and I think somebody for like you, it's, it's, it's damaging. It really is. It, it, it leaves you, it's going to send you into a spiral of speculating, ruminating, all that stuff. And I've just learned to cut that off then. Okay. You burn me once. Okay. We can talk about it, but you do it a second time. No, I can't go through that again. Like if you can't even talk to me about something and this just happened with a friend, you know, a pickleball friend. Um, and I can't go back there. You know what I mean? Like, I want to talk about it. Don't just dog me or diss me, diss me and then we're just going to be buddies later. Or we're, you know, so I guess to be able to get closure, you've got to really have somebody else willing to be a participant in that process. Right. Well, and that's part and parcel of who you even pick to be with to begin with. If they're not emotionally, you know, up, up front and, and, and talk about their feelings, then they're certainly not going to start doing that during the breakup process. I mean, and, and, right. you, and for you, it's really good self-awareness to say, this is something that I want. And it's something that's important to me, just like any other kind of characteristic. I know you're a vegan. You want to be with somebody who's mm-hmm. vegan, those kinds of things. So you know that these are things that you want. Um, for me, I didn't know and realize how important um, that was for me to have someone who will process through and discuss their feelings. And I'm I didn't realize particularly how important that was, you know, during a breakup. Now I've, I've had the ability to, to have some closure on, on most of my breakups by talking to my ex, but you know, sometimes you can't always do that. And I have learned, you know, more recently that, that relying on that as my form of fulfillment to create closure in my heart and my mind was not going to work. Um, I might not mm-hmm. get the answers I wanted. I might not get the communication that I wanted. I, it just seemed to be like I needed to go down a different path because, you know, the things that I have done to create closure that have been really like unproductive, including reaching out to, you know, maybe an ex that didn't want to, you know, talk to me or maybe I didn't want to talk to them. Um, but the other things I've done is like trying to ask friends, right? Like I want, I need mm-hmm. answers. So I'm going to ask my friends, like, what mm-hmm. is this person doing? Or I'm going to be on their social media or, you know, Googling them. Like, what are they up to? Because I feel like I need to piece together some kind of mystery. And, you know, and I've done that. I've done that even when I've had some closure with exes before too, is I've also piecemealed it with other things like asking friends, are they dating anyone? Or, you know, where are they living or what's going on with them? You know, and, and so I've done those things regardless if I've asked for closure, but I realized, um, through intense therapy that I do not <laughs> need someone else mm-hmm. to provide me closure as much as my Virgo and extroverted tendencies require, require me to have answers. Right. Um, I right. have to learn to provide those answers for myself without another person doing so. And that well, was a hard well, lesson d- to learn. Yeah, but you did that interesting thing. I remember when you were doing it of writing, it was like journal writing or something. It's like as if you're writing to the other person, like you were asking them questions. You were writing this all down. Yeah. And then you were answering those questions, right? Yeah. I mean, what I, was that? 
it was so interesting. I don't know why. I don't even remember how I came up with this, but I, what I did is I wrote down one night. I just was so frustrated. I didn't have any answers to questions. It was after one of my breakups. And I said, I want some answers and I'm not going to ask the person for the answers because a, I don't want to ask them Two, I'm not sure that they would tell me. And three, if they did tell me, I'm not sure it'd be truthful. So I wrote down all these questions, every question I could possibly have, everything from logistical details, like when did you know you weren't in love with me to, you know, like all sorts of things. And I probably had 20 questions and I wrote them all down. And then um, I decided to answer those questions, knowing what I knew about this person and really thinking about their behaviors, thinking Mm -hmm. about what they had said to me and trying to honestly answer these things. And I was like, okay, when did you know you didn't love me? You know, you, you were, you just stopped loving me or something. And then I think, oh my gosh, there was that one time when dot, dot, dot. And I start to recall these things. And now granted I'm speculating by doing this, but at the same time, I'm also using the best knowledge that I have because the only other person that could answer these questions besides my ex was probably me. There was no one else Mm -hmm. out there that was better equipped because I knew that person. And so I started writing answers and I started to piece together, you know, some, a story that whether it was true or not, it was my truth. And Mm -hmm. I felt a sense of being settled. I was like, okay, I understand. And it was like, I started to let go. And, and interestingly, I could actually see her perspective from answering the questions. I I tried not to enter it into like a victim, you know, mentality of Mm -hmm. like, you know, like she did me wrong. Every question was really truthfully, like what I thought she might be thinking when she was doing things, giving her literally the benefit of the doubt on every question. And I was able to see things from her vantage point. And it really helped me not only provide some closure, but it helped me find some forgiveness um, and some, and, and I felt more settled and, um, and this is a really neat exercise I would think to do in any kind of situation. And I would say it's not, you don't want to do it all the time because hopefully you're not ending relationships all the time, but, but right. from, even if it's just a disagreement or something is write down all the questions that you have and rather, you know, or maybe in addition to asking the person, cause you certainly want to keep lines of communication open is do this exercise and try to think from their perspective, what might they be thinking? I had a, a bunch of epiphanies doing this. Hmm. So when you're doing it, then you're answering as if you're them. And we talked about this before. It's like, if you give other people the benefit of the doubt, if you say, okay, these people are flailing, right? It's, I don't think there's too many people who go are like, let me get in a relationship that I, that I want to fail or, nice. you know, that I, I know it's not going to work out. I mean, I think most people, the vast majority of people start the relationship with the best intentions but we're human and we have all of our trauma and baggage and um, you know, that kind of junk that just gets in the way. And mm-hmm. really it's true that people are flailing, but I prefer to flail in a very open way and discuss it all. I mean, literally everything I like to discuss. It. And, you know, I had one breakup where the person I had been together for eight years and we really processed it. I mean, to each other's faces on the phone. She left and went to another country. And it was a Ross and Rachel kind of what led to our breakup, you know, a misunderstanding about, um, I think I talked about it before. I said, you know, go ahead. Do you think I'm so boring after law school? Cause I'd been in law school, which is, you know, can destroy even the most fun loving person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, you think I'm so boring? Go ahead and find somebody else who's not. But I didn't mean like I have a, an affair or have a summer fling. I just 
you know, and I shouldn't have said that. And I've said, like, I've grown up so much. In fact, she's told me it's like a talking to a different person. She's like, you, you just have gotten so mature, but we really processed it all. We owned a home together. She left, you know, to take a job outside the country. We talked on the phone constantly. We worked through pretty much everything. So by the time that we were both, you know, back in the same area, like in the same country and we could be friends again, you know, it was only like, mm-hmm. I think we were friends. I was even going to go to spend Christmas with her on her job, you know, and we were both seeing other people at the time and, you know, being able to have that out. I mean, even yelling and screaming and crying and all that, it really helped. It really truly helped. And I asked certain questions like, you know, are you taking this job abroad to to run away from our relationship or is this something that you want to do? And if it's something you want to do, then, you know, I'm just, I'm in support of you and we can stay together no matter what happened between us. But if you're running away, if you're just trying to get away from our relationship, then it's time for us to go in a different direction. And we even went to, I think, her therapist together. We went to a therapist at my law school. I mean, we did everything, you know, and now we're best friends. So I think that's really a testament. Um, You know, I'm friends with her and her wife and everything. I stay at their house and she's literally my best friend. So that really helped. And then another one where I stormed out over a dog, you know smear the dog and I I left over the dog and then I immediately of course regretted it and she was just tired of my running off and spousing out screaming I'm I'm out of here so we did not get back together and we did spend seven months talking and talking and hiking together but then you know she started seeing someone else and then a few things happened and I was just furious right I was so upset so I didn't speak to her for five years but then we met for dinner I came back to this town the small town where she was living and I'd been already married and I was with somebody else and she was with that person and we had dinner and you know we just talked for a couple hours and it really cleared the air and we're very very good friends now so to me like I said I want if I'm gonna invest in a person like love and all that and they're not you know mentally unstable or mean or something like that then why do I want them out of my life I just don't I I mean maybe that's a lesbian in me you know right to be like it's very important but what do you do and like what do you do when you are with somebody and you don't have closure and you're not friends with them and you're in that maybe it's the dead zone it's the time between the breakup and if you ever become friends again or reconnect again but it's the quiet time like where are you getting closure um you're not. So I think you have to fill your time. Just like we've talked about before, the hiking, the pickleball, the, you know, working the, I mean, this weekend, I was really upset, you know, it was about this exact issue. And I just started painting my walls that I have been meaning to paint for two years, but I haven't been able to do it. And it's like, I'm not getting closure, but I'm making myself busy. I got a puppy, you know, I mean, I'm not doing destructive things. It's like, okay, well, let me then at least if I can't get the closure, then let me, I've done therapy that has been so helpful for me. I mean, crucial, like either A, to continue on in this crazy world, to try to even think about being in another relationship and to help me deal productively. And I think like if we're talking about relationships are the foundation of, I think, 
people wanting to live. I mean, if you read Viktor Frankl's book, you know, um, oh my God, what is the title of that? I can't think of it. But, um, you know, he was in, in a concentration camp and he said what gave him the will to live was relationships, you know, that you live for another person, that you live for your children, that you live for your spouse or whatever. So absent relationships, absent connection with other people, what do we have in this world? And while we need those and while they're like the basis of our, our feeling good in this world, they're also the most complicated thing we can possibly do. Like I can sit out here with my tree, my beautiful tree and my plants, and they're not going to complicate my life, right? They're not going to do these things. But if I'm with another person, they have all of their experiences, all of their life wrapped inside of them. And, you know, there's so much triggering stuff. There's different personalities. There's different ways of dealing with things. So I don't, you're not always going to get closure and you might as well work on accepting that with the help of either a therapist or really good friends and make yourself busy doing mm-hmm. healthy things for you because right. relationships really break people. I mean, they really truly break people, you know, the family relationship of relationship with, you know, that didn't work out, whether you're in love with someone or, you know, it's not easy. I mean, nobody's saying, we're not saying it's easy to get over. And so, yeah, you gotta, you have to busy yourself. You know, you need to do things that are going to help you move on. And if you can't get closure, you know, you have to learn to accept that. I go to home goods all the time and buy Buddhas. That's how I, that's like, you, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I have six yeah. Buddhas on my mantle place. Like, I mean, I'm in my fireplace and it's like, yeah, that's what helps me. Right. Maybe it's something else that helps somebody else, but I'm not going to be the harasser, the stalker. I don't do that social media crap. I don't, I mean, I love social media. I don't mean that. I love, I'm a Facebook queen, but I don't stalk people on social media. So you're not getting your, you're not getting your answers externally. You've come to realize that you may never get answers. You have to accept that and you have to fill your life with other things. And in your case, you Mm -hmm. say you're staying busy in my case. Um, I want answers. And so if I can't get them from the person that I'm trying to get them from, and I certainly won't seek them out online or with other friends and stuff too, um, because I really believe in no contact. Um, and I've done that with a lot of relationships is, uh, except for one, I, we did try to stay friends and it was, it was kind of weird. Um, but, um, you know, for me, I like the answers. And so that's why I do my question activity where I try to, you know, kind of understand and Mm -hmm. give myself my own answers. Um, so I can let go and I can move on and I'm not thinking about it anymore. So, I mean, there's certainly different ways of doing it, right? Processing it with a therapist, talking to friends, journaling yourself to try to figure out your own answers. I mean, you can do some of the things that I would say are a little more unproductive, like, you know, looking online and trying to ask. Bad around. idea. I don't think that's a good idea, but people do it. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, you know, so there's lots of ways and, and you can, you can get closure from an ex. I mean, in your case, you want to process that. Um, I've had a couple of relationships where we've processed things and that worked great. And then there's sometimes it's just not a, the, the circumstances don't lend themselves to be kind of a healthy and productive conversation to process, especially in the heat of the moment, those kind of things. So maybe that processing comes down the road. I had, um, the, I had a relationship very, very, very early on in my life and loved this person very much. And we had a, just kind of a, a very, very sad, difficult, um, parting of ways 
and didn't speak for 25 years. Mm. Um, and then we have reconnected as friends and, you know, kind of water under the bridge and we've done some processing and it's, but that's 25 years. And, and I wouldn't. So did you it. process it when you started talking again? Did, did you need to process it before you could be friends before the water could be under the bridge? Did you need to talk it through? Not a whole lot. I think both of us had had the mm-hmm. closure that we needed. We acknowledged, I think that's different than processing. We acknowledged mm-hmm. what happened and we agreed that we had had an important connection in each other's lives and that we wanted to see that continue 25 years later, but we needed that time and space for our own individual closure. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like hot and fresh. It was like, oh my gosh, you remember what you did on this day and what I did and who said this? It was like, we had right. come to a place of forgiveness, but it took a long time to get there. And so I, I definitely believe that, that that can happen too. Sometimes, you know, again, that closure process for me, I'm learning as a much more of an internal thing that is independent of other people. I need to find closure in myself and forgiveness and gratitude in myself. And I'm not, see- I might talk about it with other people, but I'm not seeking the answers from others. Um, because I just, I, I feel like that process has been healthier, more productive for me to do on my own. Yeah, I, it's so interesting. I did go, I, I engaged in some more masculine kind of, um, anger activities, like going to the break room and stuff. Like when I was so upset and so mad, like I went to the break room and smashed some glass bottles with bats you know then we hit some harder metal stuff and that did not go good but it was so temporary right like I think you've got to find the ways and I really believe this is maybe it's not you think this sounds luxury but that are going to be healthy and move you forward right that like the pickleball was so much more healthy for me because I made friends I played I felt good about myself versus going and smashing some glass bottles you know what I mean like, okay, mm-hmm. the glass balls, that was fun once or twice. But after that, there's no, what do you call it, reward, like, um, you know, risk to reward or whatever, like um, cost benefit analysis. Like, okay, yeah, that felt good half an hour, twice, but it's not sustainable. The pickleball, the making friends, the learning a new skill, the getting a puppy, the you know, painting your walls, the therapy, those things, the, you know, writing a book like you did, um, mm-hmm. talking to your friends like you did. I mean, you and I talk and we say this all the time. We talk constantly. And for both of us in this past year, we've had breakups and I, I mean, sure, we get through them with other friends, but I think we've spent an enormous amount of time together processing those. And it's been really helpful for us. I mean, Thank God we found mm-hmm. each other. That's all I have to say. We're like two I'm never. I can't, pod. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but thank goodness for that pool party. <laughs> we would never have met. Well, seriously. Otherwise. I know, yeah. really. I mean, honestly, it's true. The worst day of our lives we met on, you know? Exactly. So interesting. Well, the grossest day, I should say. Whatever. The, the most disturbing day. It was a difficult um, day. Well, let me ask you one question as we kind of wrap up this thing is, you know, we talk about trying to find closure, but how do you find forgiveness? Oh, Corey, that can't be wrapped up in a minute. We're going to have to have a whole nother series I'll give you 30 seconds because you did 30 seconds of your intro about the question. The whole thing you like to say is you you can't drink poison and expect it to kill somebody else. Like the, if you don't forget, if you don't learn how to forgive, then you're just, you're the one who's going to suffer. Doesn't help you. 
And yeah. everybody says that forgiveness isn't about the other person or excusing their behavior or anything like that, or even excusing your own behavior, right? You can process through your behavior. It's about letting go of toxic anger. Right. That right. will do nothing but eat you up inside. Well, yeah. And I think about when I think about forgiveness, I think about we forgive people that we love and we care about. So someone that we love and want to have a relationship with, whether that's romantic or otherwise, and they, maybe something happens and they, they, they make a mistake or whatever. And we forgive them because we come from a place of love and we want to have, you know, a good relationship with them. So we, we find a way to forgive them. But then there's also this other forgiveness, which is a forgiveness and letting go, right? Where you are forgiving someone who you don't intend to continue to love, but you're forgiving them. Mm -hmm. And so, and when I think of that forgiveness, I, there's a really interesting quote, which is, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And hmm. if we, if we have anger or hatred or whatever it might be, any kinds of feelings of negativity for someone, that's still coming from a place of love because we still care about that person. And if you really want to let go and not care about someone, you need to get to a place of indifference. And with, when it comes to that, it's, for me, it's been easier to forgive. If I start letting go of that anger and hatred to the point where I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't really care. Like generally, I just mm -hmm. don't, I'm not even, I'm just not even interested. I find a way to right. forgive a little bit faster and a little bit easier because I'm not so my own emotions and my own ego and my own heart and are not tied up in what that person is doing and thinking and feeling and behaving. Instead, I just, I'm not, I just don't really care. And so for me, it's been easier to forgive that kind of forgiveness, right? Not the love forgiveness. Mm -hmm. The forgiveness and letting go has been a lot easier when I found that I got into a place of indifference. Interesting. Yes, quite. Isn't it? I have to contemplate. I'm going to, yes, I'm going to really have to think about that. So when we get off this podcast, you and I will have a second secret podcast where we don't record ourselves and we pontificate <laughs> over that quote for the next four yeah. hours while we talk on the phone. Um, all right. Well, we are just about out of time, everyone. Um, and so we thank you again for tuning in. We've had a, you know, another lively discussion about what closure is, why it's important, what it feels like when we don't have it, how Tracy and I have tried to go out and get it and kind of our different approaches. You know, she's, you know, more into mm -hmm. the, as much of an external processor as I am, she's done a lot more external processing and I've done a lot more internal processing and we've both been able to find closure doing things that work for us. And so there's many ways to get to closure. Uh, but the whole point is trying to find what works for you. And in the process, trying to find forgiveness, the other person, but also trying to find forgiveness of yourself, which is really important as well. So with that said, we are excited again to be doing this season on breakups as sad and distressing of a topic as it is. <laughs> it's very, very important for us to keep talking about. So please continue to get out there and rock those relationships. If you liked what you heard, check out our show notes for resources from today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Rock That Relationship and go to our website at rockthatrelationship.com for updated episodes and more great information. Thanks for listening. Now go rock those relationships.